This is your station, your music, the world famous. WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Elman. Show talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. Today, I'm joined here by a first-time guest of the program, Mr. Comrade North, and we have a lot to talk about today. The Patriots, so far, not so... I suppose you would say active in free agency. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything else going on in NFL free agency. That's right. The league year begins in just now, but everything happened a year early today. So I don't get to have my cool preview show of everything. But anyway, if you're watching the show and you want to call and talk about anything we talk about or anything you want me to be talking about, don't be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787 or hop on Facebook, go on the official Stadium Experience Facebook page and watch the Mike Kane Memorial live stream and drop me a comment. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you want me to think. Tell me I'm an idiot. I don't care. Anyway, with all that out of the way, though, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And with that, we are going to dive right in. And how are you doing, Josh? I am doing good. Great to be here, Jake. Good. The theme song didn't play today. Don't know what's going on with that. The aux cords are still screwed up. But nevertheless, we prevailed. So no music to start the show off today, I suppose, which always kind of gets me into the mood. But a lot of things aren't happening today that maybe people of our, of our stripes like to see happen. And I suppose we'll start off really, because obviously free agency started yesterday. It started today, but... It started yesterday, which obviously, you know, usually the NFL league year, at least year, was slated to start on March 14th at 4 p.m. Right now, it is March 14th at 4.02 p.m. So, free agency should be starting now. And last year, and most years, that's the way it works. But this year, for some reason or the other, all the teams opted to... Just start putting out, handing out contracts yesterday, the day before yesterday, and we kind of saw this early in the year too. I mean, we've had trades going on the last month. I mean, Alex Smith was traded what a week after the Super Bowl. Yeah, right around that. Yeah, so guys are getting traded early. Guys are doing this. Guys are doing that. So teams are going early. So once again, last year it was really fun because my show happened to also fall on March 14th at 4 p.m. So I was able to sit here and like just be updating the Schefter Twitter. That's all I had to do. Didn't have to write up anything for the show last week, so I could do that. But this week, that's not the case, so instead I'm sitting actually with a wealth of information that's already happened that I have to, that I've had time to process, so there's some advantage to that. I had to plan the show today, which isn't as fun, but we'll start out with the Patriots, who have had, so far, subtraction by subtraction, <laughs> I, so far the Patriots, this last 24 hours, really, have lost Nate Solder to the Giants, which is the most recent one, and the one we'll talk about first today for an, a monstrous amount of money. Ah, but Jake, Jake, you can't underestimate those special nah, teams. we'll get to that in a minute, though. But Deion <laughs> Lewis and Malcolm Butler to the Titans, and Amendola, playoff Danny, to Miami Dolphins, to the, to Miami Dolphins, to the Miami Dolphins, who apparently can't afford to play a slot receiver, because they just went and paid out, paid, pl- Paid two slot receivers, but they couldn't keep Jarvis Landry, but whatever. That's its own issue. And yeah, but as you said, it's fine because the Patriots have extended, though. Nate Ebner, Brandon Bolden, Brandon King. So the Patriots trying to have that all-time kickoff return unit team, but the Patriots not not doing anything so far, which 
is a little hard to talk about because the fan reaction around here, the fan reaction people we know, the fan reaction from us, really, is been overwhelmingly negative about this offseason, which is fair. Coming, which is fair, coming off the heels of last offseason, which was a an aberration from the norm for the Patriots, where obviously, you know, they went out and the bill went ham last offseason. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Stefan Gilmore, yeah. Brandon Cooks, Coney Ely... Other somebody else I'm forgetting. Oh, David Harris, but David that's Harris, not even a big um, one. Like a lot Dwayne of Dwayne Allen. Oh yeah, Dwayne Allen. Like the yeah. Patriots, they made a lot of moves. Yeah, they made a lot of moves oh, last offseason. Yeah. Day one free. I mean, Stefan Gilmore was the first big day one. Like second the clock turns free agency signing. I can I, fucking before that. I can remember you know, it was like in yeah. the morning. Exactly. They got and they know, don't usually hand out these right. you know these groundbreaking right. day breaking contracts, but they did. So, compared to last year, now the argument, you know, the bigger Patriots homers are, I mean, the, well, not the, but the people who, you know, the calm, the calm in Bill We Trust crowd is saying that, you know. In that, Bill We Trust. Yeah, well, yeah, in Bill We Trust, <laughs> but that was an aberration. They always sit out the beginning of the season. They always sit out the beginning of the season. They don't do anything. They let guys walk, but even then, and I get that. And I wasn't expecting them to make big day one moves. Like, right. I was mad right. when they didn't get Marcus Peters, because I like Marcus Peters. I was mad when they didn't sign yeah. Sherman. I was less mad about that, yeah. but I was still mad when they didn't sign Sherman. I was mad they didn't go get Tlaib. Yeah, like, there were specific players I was mad about, but in the end, I'm not shocked or necessarily disappointed right. that they didn't go make the big free injury, because I don't expect that. But even then, to those people who are saying that, who are okay with it, this still feels different. Like, this still... It- they are losing more than they typically do it in the in the average offseason uh, yeah. to start it off. They've lost now four key starters. Right. Four guys who could have been in your top ten players for the Patriots last year. Yeah. I mean, if you want to really like I don't know where you put Nate Solder, but I think when you factor like oh, you know. the position he plays and Malcolm Butler yeah. and then Yeah. And Butler would be would probably be tough with his performance last year to put in the top 10. Yeah, but, but top 10 know. players on right. this team, though. I mean, you have right. nine players you put above him. Like, and then Amendola, even so, it, it feels like they're losing more. Like, I don't want to just. Oh, I totally I agree. I don't want to blatantly go one way or the other. I don't want to blatantly say, like, oh, this offseason sucks because they haven't gone out and made any big moves. But then all, I also don't want to go too far and say, like, oh, well, it's fine because they never make any big moves to start the offseason because th- my reaction is somewhere in the middle. Because right. I'm not happy with this offseason so far. And I, I always try to caution myself, too, when I'm evaluating an offseason. Because it's hard to do in the middle of it. Because, right. once again, it's easy to be reactionary right now. And right. say, I like, mean, oh, they haven't done anything. They're screwed. But also, it's hard. Like, I, myself, not being in the building every day. Not having the scouting report on these no-names that... They think will be big names. It's also hard for me to sit here and go and say, like, I see a path where they can make the team better than it was last year from where they are right now. Right. And, I mean, you look, you know, looking back at last year, you know, you look, you you say the day one pickup of uh, Gilmore, you you were like, what, why'd you make that move? Why'd you give him all that money? And then the AFC Championship game, you're looking at it going. It was great. Thank, thank God you made that move. Yes. And even then, like you, well, even then, like even, but then, and then in all fairness, for the most of the season, I kept sitting here while I was doing retrospectives of the team. I was saying like, oh my God, like none of these moves they made have panned out. Right. Cooks hasn't been great. Dwayne yeah. Allen sucked. Gilmore sucked. David Harris yeah. sucked. Coney Ely's gone. Like Gillisley sucks. Burkhead sucks. Like, well, it's not that. Gillsley, it's not that he sucked. It's, you know, we just healthy scratched him. You yes, know? and, have... and Gillsley specifically was a guy I was very excited for. Right. I loved Gil. Oh, I, yeah. He was my prime guy I wanted them to get. 
last year, and I've kept owning up to that all year. I mean, Gillisley was like my number one option for that bigger back. Yeah, they want them to get with all. He was he's an he was an advanced metrics darling in Buffalo, and I love me some advanced metrics. <laughs> but no, the but looking at it right now, I don't want to react too strongly. But also, I myself. Being a dumb fan who's not in the building every day, who doesn't know that there's some second string safety on the Buccaneers, who's actually going to be like a pro bowler next year. Not knowing that, I look at it and I have a hard time seeing. And I think kind of the thing that's emblematic of that right now, the position right now is the left tackle spot. Where just today, it broke that the Giants have signed Nate Soldier to, I believe it's a four-year, $62 million deal with 35 million guaranteed, 15 mil a year that will make Nate Solder the highest paid, not just left tackle. Well, I mean, I, I guess left tackles are the highest paid guys traditionally, but still the highest paid right. O lineman in football right now. And I can't say I'm surprised. No, no. I mean, because I sat here for a long time and said, like, listen, like, Nate Solder is going to get paid. Right. The only way you're retaining Nate Solder is if Nate Solder is willing to take a pay cut. Yeah. And clearly Nate Solder was not up for taking a pay cut, which I don't blame him for, by no, the way. No. Which, which my blanking statement on this, I'll never get on a guy for not taking a pay cut. Like, right. that's life-changing money right. for Nate Solder, especially, you know, after the year he's had right. with the death of his son. No, his son's still alive. Oh, who died then? He hasn't died. No, he, had, he lost a testicle. That was it. <laughs> He ever, you sure he didn't have a kid who died? Did he have a kid who's sick? Yes, his son is. His son has cancer. Yes. Okay. So right. TBD on that, right? because that was a key aspect that yeah. Scott Zolak thought so, that so, so he TB, would stay with the team. So so, t- so TBD on Nate Solder having a dead kid. <laughs> TBD on that, but Solder. <laughs> so, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> no. So he's giving up. So I mean, like. I'm, he's he's had it tough, so he's had a tough yes, yes, year, two year period. So I'm not I'm not gonna get on. I'm not saying that a player needs to have had cancer for me to be okay with them getting a pay not taking a pay cut. By the way, <laughs> but and I mean the other thing, it's like if you're Nate Soldier, you want me to do you want me to take eight million dollars to protect yes. your 41 year old quarterback? Exactly. And at the time, I thought, well, maybe he's not gonna get the money. But no, like you look at it. Nate Solder was by and far the best tackle on the market. And I was I was preparing people for this. And for, especially with the news today that Joe Thomas retired. Yeah, that's true too. You know, but I've been I mean, preparing people for this for months, really, because I was trying to tell people like, oh, like Nate Solder's a free agent, he'll be able to resign. It's like, no. On the free agent market, average to above average left tackles, whatever you think of Nate Solder, whatever you rank, if he's like a C plus or a B minus in your mind, those type of guys get Banking free agency right now. I mean, you look at last year, Matt Khalili. It might be, yeah. Andre Smith. Like, yeah. these guys get, not Matt, Andre Smith. I don't know. Somebody else. Like, these guys <laughs> get stupid money because it's they such do. a hard position. To, and there's maybe, like, 15 good left tackles on right. the planet. Like, it's, it's, I was preparing people for this. And I, I didn't think the number would be this high, but no, nevertheless, no. I thought it was whatever it was going to be. It was going to be, I'm like, okay, we'll get ready. Like, are you ready to pay Nate Solder $12 million? And I don't think most fans are. And I think that's fair that most fans aren't. But, you know, now we sit at it and now you're in the position where now, okay, well, who's the number two best left tackle on the market? 
The number two best left tackle on the market is probably Lee Adrian Waddle. And then the number... I'd say it's a tough fight between Waddle and Fleming. Yeah, and then the number three best left tackle on the market is probably Cameron Fleming. And, you know, mind you, Waddle was a lot better this year than I thought he would have been. At the right tackle spot, he imp- I mean, Waddle impressed me this year. Waddle looked decent this year. In the playoffs, he was great. But also, are you about to pay Lee Adrian Waddle $8 million? No. Because guess what? The Buccaneers or somebody are probably ready to pay Lee Adrian Waddle Eight million dollars. So, yeah, now the Patriots are out at that spot. And another thing I said was the Patriots right now have needs at three, four, at probably the hot, most valuable three or four positions in the league. Exactly. They have a need at yeah. the premium position. They have a need at left tackle. They have a need at corner. They have a need at edge rusher. And really, they have a need at QB. Oh, yeah. Like, so they yeah. have needs at the most. Right. Premium positions in the league, and you can you can you can argue that edge rusher is an okay spot for them, but that that's what yeah. that that's that we can get into the specifics of that right, later. But right. now we're here, and this is what the Giants offered him. The th- the news that also came out today from I believe um, I don't remember who, but some somebody Mike Reese. It was Mike Reese. The news came from Mike Reese today that the Patriots. I'm wearing my Patriots shirt right now. I don't usually do this, but the Patriots <laughs> out that they offered. That they never put an offer on the table for Nitzolder. They never so much as offered him some, you know, some cut rate right. offer, which Josh, how how do you feel about that as a Patriots fan? Because I think there's a couple ways you can look at that. Well, I don't think it's the best move. I think you gotta at least offer him something, you know, say by us saying that he is the probably the best left tackle out there with the news that Joe Thomas retired, you know. And even though like Joe Thomas, they were probably gonna keep Joe Thomas. Like, well, I, yeah, yeah. He was not yeah. a free agent anyway. No, like Joe but, Thomas was like I don't, I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, maybe the Patriots are just banking on Joe Thomas. Well, which, yeah, no. Which a, they probably just, weren't, and b, if they were, that's still really stupid. Right. This I, guy I, who I, might retire, who's or, who's signed. Right. But anyway, continue. I'm just saying it's probably the best yeah. comparison. Absolutely. Anyway, so know, continue. But I, yeah, you know, I have. I'm not, and I'm not comparing Nate Soldier to Joe Thomas by no, any stretch either. No. But anyway, um, yeah, I haven't heard the Reese story that they didn't sign. Offer him anything. I mean, but, that's a story. That's a story. Like, right. they didn't sign it. It's not. It's not. It's not a big. But, but big then thing. again, you know, that's this, the news. You're getting it from me. Know, then, you know, where's Reese getting it? It could be Belichick. You know, yeah, we didn't yeah. sign. We didn't offer him anything. You know, that that's a little concerning. You know, especially where your backup option is Tony Garcia now, who has health problems, blood clots. Yeah, and we can get to that. But just you talk. You see, and I don't. I'm not. I'm being the voice of reason today for some reason. I don't love it. But I'm not like, I will be honest, I'm not viscerally angry at the idea that they didn't give him an Oh, option. I'm, which know, I might be disappointed, but not. I don't know. even know if I am. Because I, yeah. I, I would need more details. But there were, like I said, there were a few ways I can see it. I can see it that maybe he just told them. Right. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm going to go. Right. I want to hit free agency. Yeah. Don't give me an offer. That could have been it. Right. His agency could have called him that because they know he's going to break the bank because he knows that if, you know, they offer him something and maybe they I try mean, and they try to pitch him and they get him kind of feeling emotional, maybe he'd know, maybe he feels like he'd be more willing to take a bank and just he wants to see that big check first. One thing that does make me happy about it, though, is they didn't leverage his son in it that, you know, yeah, well, that, like, take they, a pay cut and yeah. your son can continue to get the health treatment here that he's getting. Yes. You know? And the Patriots have... They've used this. I mean, they have done that in the past. They have told guys that they can go on the market and yeah. 
See, Dante Hightower yeah, I was last about to say, year. The best, the, I mean, the, the easiest comp for me is last year. They said, you know, they had, they let Dante, I mean, they tried that, that, to work. That worked out well, but. tried, well, it didn't work out with the Patriots. They tried to, well, the difference is they did try to work right. out a deal with right. Dante Hightower. And when they couldn't come to a number he would agree with, they said, go hit free agency. See, you know. And then he did, and what he got, and what he was actually being offered was in line with what they offered him. So it was right. all good. But. You know, and then maybe the I would I would say it could be the same situation. They just looked at Nate Solden and went, "There's no way what we offer you is in line. We know we're not offering no. you your market value, so hit the market. We're not even going right. to bother." But right. I mean, the Patriots done that in the past, and yeah, they could just not. They could have just known from the start that they weren't gonna. They could have just known that they weren't gonna give him an offer that was in line with Martin, and they just gave up on it. Which I mean, you feel mad that they maybe that they didn't. You know, they didn't make every effort not, but it also not really because i they weren't gonna keep like they, right. they weren't like inevitably if nate solder was gonna take the highest offer or close right. to the highest offer the patriots weren't gonna be the highest offer and they weren't gonna be uh-huh. close to the highest offer so i i'm upset that now what i am upset is though and what i do blame the team for and what i do blame Belichick is for is that they didn't they put themselves in this position they did they did they and you look at it and the patriots they did, knew they needed him. Yeah, they knew this was going to come up. They had to know that Nate Solder was going to have market value, and, and they did not really do anything. And the other thing of this is you knew at week eight that well, you were going with Brady. You knew it a year well, ago. Well, yeah. You but, knew no, it. but I'm saying oh, ultimately yep, yep. when Garoppolo got yep, shipped yep, yep, out, yep. you knew you were going to have to keep That's true. You Solder. knew like now, you were, now right. you were committing to Brady. Sure. Right. You knew you were committing to Brady for the next two, three years, and that that was your plan. And... Oh, and breaking news! The Patriots have re-signed Rex Burkhead. Breaking news! I love. Wait, wait, wait! They made a move that's not special teams. Ah, you know, but they, but, but you see, though, Rex Burkhead has that special teams versatility, though. Exactly. So that's probably why he's back. Yeah, Rex, Rex, Bur- and that is, yes, Patriots have agreed to a multi-year contract with Rex Burkhead 2022. Oh, sexy Rexy coming back, baby. <laughs> That's oh, your starter right woo! there. Him and James White. He chopped up Brady's hand. Maybe that's why Bill kept him. He's like, ah, you, you chopped up Brady's hand. You're staying. Oh, God. You, hurt, you hurt Tom. You yeah. can stay. You chopped down. You chopped Tom down a peg. But, yeah, so. You know, that's exciting. We'll get to that in a minute. But no, you're right. That's another point. I mean, when you get, even I'm just talking about like a year, two years ago. And even if you're not going with Brady and, you know, it was still Belichick's plan to go with Garoppolo, which I think was his plan. He didn't expect. Well, yeah. But even then, even if you're going to the young guy, you should still have a left tackle exactly. plan. Exactly. Yeah. So that doesn't give this any kind of like, the fact that it doesn't make me like, oh, well, that makes a little more sense because you still sort of had a plan in place. And it seems like their only succession right. plan at that position was. Tony Garcia, right. which even if you give them say, okay, well, they couldn't have possibly known about the injury. A, they should have known about the injury, about, excuse me, about his blood clotting problem. B, uh, what is he? Was he a fourth rounder? A fifth rounder? Something like a that. A third That, I still don't think that a third or fourth rounder a year before is enough for me to go, okay, they're preparing themselves at left tackle. Right. Like, that's still not enough. And listen, like, last year in the draft, that, you know, when they had, like, four mid-round draft picks, and that was all they had, one of the things I said I wanted was I want them to draft a tackle to have Skarnakia develop. 
So I was I was happy with the Antonio right. Garcia pick, and I'm still happy with it. I still think it was, you know, at least like. I don't know about the player because I because I'm not enough of a draft nerd that I spend hours better than James O'Shaughnessy. No, like, that's my thing. Like I don't spend like hours pouring over like right, mid round tackles. I was like, okay, like whatever mid round tackle they like, yeah, I like, and that's fine as long as they're getting that guy to develop. But even then, like that's enough of the plan. So you know, like they even if you know uh, accepting that they were never going to retain Solder. Once again, they obviously knew it. They oh, obviously knew obviously. That he was out of their price range. So. Where was more effort towards retaining Nate Solder? Because now you're in a position where you don't have a left tackle. Exactly. Where you, where even your two backups that you've done, uh, you've at least developed to some degree, they're both gone. Yep. And then you have Mr. Blood Clots <laughs> coming off of the, coming off Mr. Spot Lungs here, coming off of. Uh, coming off of like coming out of the hospital, right? Yeah, you know, he, he probably lost probably lost like thirty pounds. Driving in, I heard he in on the end. He had blood clots. Yeah. He lost forty pounds. Yeah, like what that yeah. like that that is that's your you option. feel good about that. I left no exactly and <laughs> like it's just like that. That's the frustrating thing to me. I'm not mad at the team for losing Soldier. Like I'm not because it makes it it's acceptable that I lost. Solder. It's business, but I'm not. I'm mad at the team right. for not preparing themselves. To lose Nate Solder. Right. That's where the issue is. Yep. So now you look at it and what what do they do? Like, do you do you feel like Marcus Canning can play left tackle? Do you trust him? I do, I don't know. <laughs> do you? Like now you can I, mean, I know he played a little bit in college. I mean, Marcus Cannon has like one and a half good years under yeah. his belt. Marcus Cannon has a, a good year and a half under his belt. Really? Like before 2016? Right. Awful. Yeah, 2015 oh, God, AFC yeah. Championship game, awful. Last year, good, great, yeah. got the contract. Going into that season, I was still iffy on him, and he still played good this year. Yep. For the first half. And then he got hurt. Like, then he was hurt, and then... So, and he's... he's he, Marcus Cannon feels like a right tackle to me. Like, when I yeah. just look at him, he feels like a right... Like a big, beefy right tackle. Yeah. Do you trust him cut blocking for your forty-one-year-old quarterback? No, but do not I, entirely. But I do. I trust him more than Chris Hubbard. Oh yeah. Do I oh, trust obviously. him more than Antonio Garcia? Yes. <laughs> like that. Like that's yeah. that's where we are on this. Like it's just like that. That feels like your best option. Or what do you bring out? Like I, I or do you draft a guy? Like this is like a decent tackle class. Do you trust a rookie over there? No. No. So yeah. that still feels like that's canon. Like it just it feels like that's what they'd have to do, unless it's something that I just don't know which one's getting. There might be maybe maybe Garcia has been doing blocking drills with hospital beds and he actually looks <laughs> amazing when he can breathe. And they're like, ah, this guy, they don't we got a hidden gem here. But I at the moment, and I could be wrong, maybe at the end of the year, Garcia looks great and I look like an idiot. But at the moment, I have to respond to what's in front of me, and I don't know who's gonna be the left tackle of the Patriots. And when you have a forty one year old quarterback who got beat up last year. Oh, God, yeah. Got beat up last year with a good left tackle. That is concerning. That is very yes, concerning. Is. So, yeah, not great. Also, I'm sad because I met Nate Solder once. I almost brought in my Nate Solder autograph hat to wear today for the show, but that felt like too much. 
I met Nate Sol Nate Solder's a dick, actually, when you meet him in person. I'll think of everything he's been through, Jake. Nate This was before. This was oh. actually pre-Nate Solder's life falling apart in front of his very eyes. Okay. But Nate Solder, I met him at training. It was the first time I ever went to training camp, too. I went there, and they would do an autograph, so it was me and all like, the little kids. And I, had a, <laughs> and I had a hat that I had bought. I brought my football, but I only want my football to get signed by a player that I really liked. And I really didn't like Nate Solder that much. So I, There's but, the writing on the wall for you. Jake saw this coming. But this like thirty, but it's like thirty-five dollar hat that I had bought that day because like an idiot, I showed up to training camp with nothing to protect my eyes. Pro tip: If you go to training camp, which you all should go because it's a great experience, bring a hat or bring sunglasses because you will not because you will end up needing them. Oh yes, and you will not like what you have to pay. So I was there and. I think it was like my senior year of high school. He was coming around and I got him to sign it. And Nate Solder is like, so how do we look today? And all these little kids don't respond, but I do because I like to hear the sound of my own voice. <laughs> so I respond, I'm like, you guys looked great. And Nate's, oh, this was right before the 2014 season. Nate Solder looked me dead in the eye, all six, eight of him, <laughs> about a foot taller than me. We in the eye and went, okay, cool. If we suck, I'm going to blame you. And then he signed my hat. And I look at this dude, I'm like, this guy could grab my head and just crush it. This guy could just kill me right now with his bare hands. No problem. Absolutely zero problem. Except then, that was 2014. So that was the year that they lost to the Dolphins week one, lost to the Chiefs week three, and the O-line looked terrible for the first month. And for a little while, I was convinced that I had ruined the Patriots. I was like, oh, man, I told them they look good. Like, Nate told them that in the locker room. <laughs> they all kind of, like, mentally, they're like, oh, we look good. We don't have to put it. We don't have to try. We can, like, oh, we don't need to go to the weight room today. Like, it got in their heads and it ruined the old line. And I was, I felt, I felt like I had ruined the Patriots for a little while. I didn't win the Super Bowl that year. So, I mean, it all worked out. But, yeah, it's sad to see my good, close, personal friend, Nate, Nate Solder, go. But, yeah, that was... That's my Nate Solder story. And then Edelman signed my football, so that was fun. So There you go. Yeah, so go to training camp, bring sunglasses, don't tell don't don't give the Patriots too many compliments. <laughs> It'll go to their head and they'll be awful in September. Like it it just don't don't you know, if you see like Lee, if you see like uh Chris Hubbard next year <laughs> at Patriots camp or Greg Robinson, ooh Cyrus Jones. Yeah, don't Last year I'm there, guys just screaming during kickoff drills. Guy behind me is just yelling, Cyrus the virus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so next year when Greg Robinson is the left tackle for the Patriots. <laughs> is Greg Robinson a free agent? Because that would be just so sad. I don't think the Lions re-sign him. So when Greg Robinson is the left tackle for the Patriots, don't tell him he looked good. I mean, he probably won't look good because the guy is terrible. <laughs> and the Rams got nothing out of the RG3 trade. Like, in the end. Oh, no. Like, no, like, actually, yeah. though. You know what they got out of that trade? Currently, a fourth-round pick. There we go. No, because this year, out of the RG3, because it's completely unrelated, but this year, out of the RG3 trade, the only player this whole year that they had that they got from picks from that trade, or they got from things they traded from that trade, was Alec Ogletree, who's a good player. But now they traded Alec Ogletree. Yep. So now the only thing the Rams have left over from when they traded down from number two to wherever the Redskins were picking that year is a fourth-round pick from the Giants. So it's a pretty good fourth-round pick, at least. But, yeah, it's amazing how that trade worked out for nobody. <laughs> it's amazing how that trade worked out for neither party. And now RG3 is, like... Herding cattle or something. Ev ev every, every, like, for, like, two months, it seems like there's that 
There's that headline about him at the bottom of Madden on franchise. Like, RG3 is trying to revive his career because they don't update these headlines on Madden. So, yeah. End of story. Like, that's that's why Greg Robinson will be the left tackle for the Patriots next year. <laughs> okay. But, no, I mean... Yeah, like I, I, don't, I don't know. They don't. I don't know what the plan B is. There's like no plan B in free agency. I mean, a trade like Cordy Glenn already got traded, and they would never get court. Like Jawan James is I, on the block. You want Jawan James? Probably not. No, that's just two right tackles. You want? You want to try to coax Joe Thomas out of retirement? You want to poke him a bunch of times with a stick until he? Like I, I, I don't. You want to ask him if you know what the month, what he, if he knows what the month of January feels like? Nope, January. What's that? Warm. I'm, I'm Joe Thomas. I don't know what, but yeah. January. I, I, I'm in Florida in January. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I have no idea what they do. I don't. No, we have we, January. I think just January is pretty was a pretty month here. Just it's just March has been the snow month. Oh yes. But no, I just like I I don't. What are they gonna do? I don't. They don't have options. Nope. That's they're a good in, question, Jake. Now they're in the position that like half of the league is in where they like, I don't know what to do at left tackle. Hey, maybe the Giants will release Eric Flowers. Oh, boy. Wait a minute. Maybe Eric. Fl- Wait a minute. Belichick's playing chess when the rest of us <laughs> playing checkers. He just wants them to get Nate Solder. So then they'll release Eric Flowers. And then Eric Flowers can go be the next. Duh! And Bill we trust. Oh, my God. How stupid are we? What's next? Jimmy's coming back. <laughs> Well, I mean, of course. No, AJ McCarron's coming, and AJ oh, there we and go. AJ McCarron was was the guy I wanted in that draft class all along, which is true. Ask anybody who knows me, who who's known me since high school. That was a thing I was. I watched day three of that draft just because I wanted to watch AJ McCarron get drafted. Oh, I was like, I got to see my boy AJ McCarron get drafted. My guy was robbed of the Heisman. He wore a bow tie to the Heisman ceremony. That's dedication. Which was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I was like, you got to give that guy a Heisman out of pity for wearing a bow tie to a Heisman ceremony. <laughs> and then Jameis Winston, my good, close, personal friend, Jameis Winston. Won it. I've met a lot of athletes for some reason. My good, close, personal friend, Jameis Winston, ended up winning the Heisman this year. So, I mean, you know, it all worked out in the end for them. But, yeah, no, I mean, not to go down to hate you. In a weird way, I would. I want to talk about A.J. McCarron. Then. I want to talk about A.J. McCarron. So... Yeah, so the left tackle spot is done. But then, you know, we talked about that at the beginning of the show, but, like, you look at what the Patriots have done now. You look at... We talk about how last season was an aberration, but does it still feel like they're not doing anything? Like, does this still feel like they're being... Because we talk about how they definitely feel like they've lost less players than usual. Right. But have they really done less signing than usual? Cause, because typically... When free agency starts normally, it would start today, and you usually wouldn't see the Patriots make moves today, the first day of free agency. But I guess now today is the second day of free agency. So usually the second, third, and fourth day are when they thrive, when they make moves. So do you feel like the Patriots haven't been as active as they should be? Because obviously we're all complaining about it. We're all getting mad that they're not making moves and that guys are getting swept up, but... Just from not the losing guys, from the not bringing new guys yet, how how do you feel about that right now as a fan? I don't feel good. I think, you know, I think there are some moves that have been made that they could have easily done. No, and I agree with you. Like, it's just there are 
you saw and but also this is this is also the other side of this is this is not a good free agency year. Right. Really yeah. like this is not and there really are very few great free agency classes because right. good young players don't become free agents. They get franchised. Nine oh yeah, they get franchised or their teams do everything out of their power right. to resign them. So the only time to- so the only players you see go to free agency are either guys with problems. Nate Ebner. Yeah. <laughs> Guys who are yeah, you gotta lock him up. He, you're never gonna see that guy hit the free agent. Never Guys like him, you know. Never gonna see that guy hit the open market. Oh, but yeah, no, no, you see like young, you know, play, really typically the guys hit free agents are guys with problems. Right. Guys who don't fit like a new coaching staff yeah. that came in. Which in the end, like if they're transcendent, you never see the Aaron Donalds, the Odell's of the world, right. Hit free agency unless Tom Brady. Yeah, unless yeah. either what or either they have character concerns, right? Which that could cause it, or the team is just in such. A bad cap situation that they just cannot afford this player, a la Andrew Norwell. Yep. You know, that's the type of guy who shouldn't, or Kirk Cousins, but even then, like, that's question marks, but I don't see how you let him hit free agent. But anyway, like, you just. Well, Cousins, I don't so, think, I don't you know, think Cousins was going to sign the, the tag. No, no way he would have. So, but like, this, this is, you know, people want to harp on this being a bad free agent crop, but really, like, this. It's really not that much worse than any other given year. No. Like it's, it's over like the free agent crop, you very rarely see that, you know, a gaggle of twenty six year old pro bowlers who have clean records. Like you you don't see those guys hit free agency. Right. You never see those guys hit free agency. So what moves are the Patriots not making? Like it's just like they they seem like they missed out a lot on the cornerback market. Yeah. I mean, that felt like that was exactly where they could have thrived. Like, yeah, they, I mean, they. So I mean, now, who knows Talib, who's going to be their Talib guy? went for yeah. next to nothing. Yeah, and so Sherman never even got close to here. Like, you know, right? What are their options at that spot? I mean, there are guys out there. There are guys, but there certainly right. aren't. You know, you are now bringing in like at best, you're going for a number two guy. Instead of maybe trying to bring in another number one guy and have a real right. meaty cornerback pair, but you know, like who who's out there? Who's out there on at cornerback now? Yeah, who's out? Is a bet? I mean, there are again, there are guys. Like what? Like are you excited for you know Prince of Mukamara being the number two corner on the Patriots? Not really. Are you excited for that? Are you more excited for that than Eric Rowe? I'm that more, might be a little bit of an I'm upgrade. Like, I think it's an upgrade over Eric Rowe. Like, yeah, that's an upgrade. But I mean, you saw today the Honey Badger got released. He's out on the market, but because they couldn't get him to take a pay cut, right. so seemingly he's still trying to make his money. Which fair, like, I a lot of people think that that wouldn't work. But I like, I would like to have the Honey Badger here. I would. I think it would be a fit in the end. Like, I, that's a versatile guy. That's a guy yeah. who's played some corner. That's a guy who would think that the page if like you gave that guy to Belichick, he could figure out, you know, ten ways, ten ways. I'll and, figure something to do yeah, with Bill, them. You know, him, have Harmon play a little corner. I don't mm-hmm. know, which still not ideal, but at least you're getting, you know, if not perfect fits, at least you're getting, you know, more quality players in right. the secondary. You're at least getting more And at that, you got Pat Chung, who's in the last year of his deal. Yeah. yeah. Like, at least at least you're bringing in good players. Even if, you know, once again, not necessarily the best fits, but right. you know, at least you have good young players but i that spots was always going to be a problem and now it's becoming more of one yep uh, by the way and just i mean patrick robinson's out there but how much money is he gonna no, he in? got signed did he yes whom, whom by 
I feel like, I know I saw he got signed. I just can't, for the life of me, think of by who. Was he get re-signed by the Eagles? No, uh, I think he ended up going somewhere. But either way, all right, cool. And here we go. Like I got like a list of like prospects who replaced Malcolm Butler on NFL, on the NFL app. Like you know, and I think that either way, that doesn't matter. Patrick Robinson's off the table. That's right. That's yeah, the important yeah. fact. But the I just buy that car. I'm not getting. I'm not gonna think about it anymore. But you know, like, and then this brings us to it with the needs they have and the lack of them filling them, and really the lack of options in free agency. Which there were options at corner, but they missed out on all of yes. them. So I'm not I'm not giving them like the same amount of credit that I gave them on Nate Solder. Or, you know, they had an in-house option, but they did everything in their power to ship them out. Screw that up. Yeah, get him to hate them. So, you know, there's that too. Cause, you know, apparently you can't pay Malcolm Butler. Can't pay two corners. You can't play Mal you can't pay Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan, apparently, but oh look at that. They're paying Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan. Yeah. Which, you know, not to say I'm a Logan Ryan guy, but either way, like this team, and this has been my point all along with Malcolm Butler, and people are like, oh, it's a Patriot way. You want money? They get rid of you. They can replace you. Like, no, like, not at that position. No. Like, that's, that's the thing I've said. Like, the Patriots, when they've won Super Bowls, they have had corners. Yep. When they have not had people guys at that position, they don't win Super Bowls. They don't. It's true. Nobody does really. Right. Nobody wins Super Bowls without good play in the secondaries, but like right. in this day and age. But yeah, the Patriots, they have not won without corners. Oh one, Ty Law, Ty Law, Ty yep. Law, oh five, oh seven, when that defense was not good. Right. No corners didn't win. Twenty eleven, remember can you name one person in the secondary from twenty eleven? I cannot. No, because none of them mattered. Because they all sucked. That defense sucked. That defense, remember the 2011, oh my god, remember they were ranked 32nd at some points? In points, oh my god, remember that. Anyway, so this team wins with corners. So that was been my grand point on Butler, but yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ramble on about how mad I am about the way they handled Malcolm Butler, which was terrible! No, yeah, that goes back to last year. Which you have this guy who's like the embodiment of everything that your program stands for. Yep. Is the prime example. Like, that's a guy. Undra undrafted free agent. Worked his worked, way up. Worked his way up. Became a Pro Bowl caliber yep. player. Won you a Super Bowl. Yeah, like, did all that. Single-handedly. Like, that's the guy you point to when you have a young player and you want him to buy into the program is that you can become like Malcolm Butler. And you know how you, you know, you put the fine, you know, the punctuation on that is you go. And then if you do that, we'll pay you. Yep. Like, then in the end, there's, you know, there's that golden pot waiting for you at the end of the rainbow. And then instead, they went out on day one and signed Stefan Gilmore, the former first-round pick with the Bills, yep. who underachieved. It, it just it never it never felt good. And, and hinted that they were going to get rid of Butler. You know, they yeah, hinted. And, and now they're at this point where you know now it happens to be that now, now it happened. And now, if you listen to my show two weeks ago, because I was off last week, because I was at in New York, but I did that last week, like you know, it feels like guys aren't buying into the message yeah. as much. It feels like guys aren't as willing to sign with the Patriots. And you know what? That you know, when you yeah. do things like that that run counter to your message, I'm not. I'm not saying that's why, but I mean, I called this last draft. You know, you know, that I said. I said Butler's gone. Yeah, you know? and, I, and when, I said when the trade with New Orleans came up. You know, yeah, I, and 
They didn't get rid of him. I'm like, he's gone at the end of the year. Yeah, he wants what are you going to Obviously, they're not willing to pay him. And obviously, Belichick's just so scorned that he dare ask for money. But after walking, working at Popeye's three years ago. But yeah, it's and, but like when you have a guy like that and you just run counter your entire program. Yeah, maybe that can contribute to guys not being guys not suddenly being willing to take pay cuts so they can participate in decision you know so the, exactly not taking pay cuts so they can participate in the patriot way right maybe that has something to do with it and that's once again that's a, if you really want to get into that like listen to my episode from last year everything i said from last year from two weeks ago everything i said there still counts check out the official stadium experience soundcloud our all episodes are archived on the official facebook page from the mike kane memorial live stream but still like that is a position where free agency, there's suddenly, you know, now they're looking at okay options. And yep. that, the left tackle spot, all that, like, that suddenly makes me look at it and go, Just like, remember, Jake, your number two cornerback right now is Eric Rowe. Rowe. Hey, in a, in a heated, it'll be a heated training camp competition between him, Eric Rowe, Jonathan Bat- Joseph. Jonathan Batamosi. They don't have uh, Jonathan. Batamosi hasn't re-signed. Ah, well, it'll be a hu- stiff competition between Eric Cyrus Rowe Jones and Cyrus Jones. Cyrus Jones coming back. Yes. Eric Rowe and Cyrus Jones. He had a lot of time to reflect and learn how to play football. Played a lot of Madden, I bet. Watched some film and, oh, God. What reality are we living in? But <laughs> the, but no, like, you look at this now and now you look at it and the draft is so important for the Patriots. This you year. can't do what you did last year. You can't no, trade well, all well, your. Well, you could. Well, but you got to be smart. Well, I mean, you could because at least right. then you'd be bringing in right good players. Hopefully, but I mean, you can't go trade a fourth round pick for James O'Shaughnessy again. No, or yeah. you can't trade back eight spots to pick Coney Ealy, Ealy and then cut him and then cut him. And with that pick, you could have gotten like. Not you really couldn't got much of anything. But anyway. No, I mean, you only lost eight spots. Oh, God. What, what's this? What's this? Oh, God. Something's playing on my laptop. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to pull up the list of Patriots draft picks, but the Patriots. They have a decent amount. Yeah, they do. But they, they do. need, like, I feel like this year more than, you know, maybe they have in the past. I look at it and they have to, they have to nail the draft this year. And, you know, they do. And they have the means. They do have, you know, three Top three picks. And I'm not. I'm also not going to sit here and be one of those people who's like, oh, well, they have to not trade out of the picks or they have to not, you know, I'm not going to sit and subscribe, prescribe a very specific way. Because some people are like, oh, like the Patriots, they can't trade out. They can't no, trade yeah, down. No, no, no. They can't trade. But you got to be smart. Or they can't trade players. Yeah, like, I'm not going right. to. I'm not going to sit and say exactly how they have to go about it. Right. But I mean, I just don't want to repeat of. The James O'Shaughnessy trade, no, the I, Dwayne Allen trade. Well, look, and even if they're trading and bringing in good players, fine. Right. But, like, in the end, like, what I will say is they have to, at the end of the draft, bring in, I don't know, what do you want to say, three to five high-impact players? I don't want to necessarily say starters, but three to five impact players because this roster's kind of atrophied. Yeah. Over time, but, between just aging the last year without, you know, last couple of years trading away a lot of the, you know, like their defensive, you know, the guys who looked like they were going to be the young building blocks. Right. Like Chandler Jones, Jamie Collins, now Butler, Ryan, like they've lost a lot of their yeah. young players the last few years. So the roster's gotten older and you saw yeah. that last yeah. year and that happens, but they just, yeah, they need to, they need to nail the draft. Like Be- Belichick needs to nail the draft and they need to bring in these guys because, if they can't, 
you're looking at an old roster. Like you're looking at what will be a very old, old roster. Yep. So that's what's happening with that. Anyway, though, you were listening to the stadium experience. Well, actually, no, no, we still got. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break. Anyway, you were listening to the stadium experience with your host, Jake Elmsley, on 90.7 WXIN. I'm joined by Comrade North here right now. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk some more specific names I've been talking about for the Patriots. We've kind of touched on one or two of them, but I want to, I have like two or three guys I do actually want to legitimately get into. And once again, we want to talk about Gronk a little bit. And when we come back, we'll talk about all that. If you want, want to weigh in on any of the topics, anything you want me to talk about, don't be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787 or drop a comment on the Mike Kane Memorial live stream on the official stadium stream. Diane. Point seven WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley still being joined by Mr. Comrade North here. Also broadcasting live on Facebook on the official Mike Kane Memorial live stream. We've been talking Patriots all season, talking about the things that they've been doing, things they have not been doing, mainly the things they've not been doing, what they mean, what they mean about the things that they should be doing. So if you want to weigh in about anything that they should have or have not been doing, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787. Or check out the official, or drop me a comment once again on the official Stadium Experience Facebook page. And say anything you want. There's no filter on the chat there. I allow everything. I do not moderate. Give me some bits. I don't know what you do on Facebook Live. But anyway, with all that out of the way, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Elmsley, on 90.7 WXIN. And with that, we are going to continue here with just some talk about. Finally, I got the music to work that time. Switched auxes. So we're we're in business now, comrade. We have we have the tunes. So the next thing I want to talk about is now a couple of names that have been named. The first of whom, who last week I thought it ruined my show. I kind of ruined my whole show when it was announced that Gronk wasn't going to retire. About or is he thirty? Well, yeah, because two weeks ago it was announced he wasn't going to retire. About thirty minutes before my show, and it kind of kind of gave less credence to my whole like thesis about how people want to play for the Patriots less. And I was like, ah, well, I'm still going to talk about all that because I still think it has some points, but ah, there's less merit to it now. But I, I guess he still that was that was that wasn't true that oh. he wasn't retiring. Because I mean, I haven't definitively heard. I like, thought that Rappaport said- definitively said two weeks ago, but is Rappaport not know what he's doing? Did, was he wrong? Was Rappaport wrong? Like I, I guess he's still up in the air because now those are the reports coming out that Gronk still hasn't made a decision yet, which he has. You need to put your foot down now, which he has every right to do. Right. By the way, I I. Every but right to do. I'm very here. We are in free agency. Yes. This is the time you replace a guy like Gronk. You know. Yes. Ooh, and Julius Thomas has officially been released. Oh boy. Speaking of tight ends. Oh boy. Well, there we go. There's your Gronk insurance. But no, Gronk has yet to officially announce that he's retired or that he's not retiring. Which, obviously, I mean, every day it gets a little more annoying. It gets a little more frustrating because you can kind you of don't know because. Fe- 
you're the Patriots, and if you had known one way or the other, and I shall hope to God he's not retiring, but if he's going to and you had known, you know, a, two days earlier, maybe the Patriots could have been in on Jimmy Graham. Yeah. A guy like that. Or... Kept Martellus Bennett. Kept Martellus. Yeah, or maybe the Patriots would know definitively that they can cut Dwayne Allen, which is a thing that me, you, and Mr. Josh Percy talk about <laughs> way too much. Yes. Is that he that guy is fixated on Dwayne Allen still being on the roster, which I kind of get because I mean, what did he do last year? People to- said that he could block well. And then right, I didn't yeah. see him block I, well. I didn't see but him. But people said that he's a good blocker, so you know, that was like people told just like how people told me that Joe Tooney was a good blocker. I never saw it, but people are saying it, so I'll buy in. Sure, why not? I have to believe something, but people are harping on them to cut him, but I I almost don't blame them for not cutting him yet because A You don't know. They're not using that money for anything anyway. Well, yeah. So until like they have a deal in place, they're better off at least just holding on to him. As like last second insurance, like once again, like if it like if it finds out that they didn't make a deal because they didn't have the cap space because of that, then yeah, then I'm mad. But right. at this exact moment, they're not using that five million, and obviously they don't seem to plan to, so they might as well hold on to him exactly just yeah. to have the guy because they don't lose anything by keeping him right now. And then, you know, if it comes down and not some people saying why that means why don't they just keep Martellus Bennett? I mean, he's younger, he's been hurt less. He's not as good, but I mean, you're not going to be able to replace Gronk. No, I mean, it's just, I make I make sense of that. They don't want to be in a position where they're just keeping where their only tight end is Hollister at any point. Oh God, yeah. Like I, I get mean, it. Like it almost makes sense. It is exactly. Look, he's still on the roster in September. Then I'll be pissed. But I mean, like at least they have. At least they're not losing anything by keeping them. I just the longer that they wait out this Gronk thing, and this isn't like a good and to make things even more dire, as it's, it would be impossible to replace Gronk as it is. To go even further, it's this is a very bad just overall free agency and draft class at tight end. Yeah. Like just all, it feels like every year is like that. It feels like tight ends are more. Well, there are only demand. like ten good tight ends in the league. No, exactly. It feels like there are less and less tight ends every year. Right. It feels like there hasn't been a great tight end to come out of the draft in a while. I mean. Probably since Gronk. Yeah, when you just saw, I mean, Eric Ebron got released today. Yeah. Tenth overall, Eric Ebron. But. Yeah. What has he done? <laughs> tantalized. Been a fantasy sleeper a few years for me. Yes. Never worked out. Yeah. Never. He's one of those guys who I'm always like, this. This is this his is year. This is the Eric Ebron year. And then by week three, I'm like, this isn't the Eric Ebron year. I'll see you next year, though, buddy. I'll see you again. Because I refuse to spend on tight ends in fantasy. I'm like that guy who was like, no, no, no. I draft my tight end like after my kicker. <laughs> I'm like, all right, round 15. Like, where's Cameron Bright? Throw, give me a, give me a big, give me he a. He just got re-signed. He did for a lot of money. Because <laughs> Bucket, he was like, ah, we'll just have a bunch of tight ends. OJ Howard, Cameron Bright. We'll pay them all. We'll just carry it Why all. Why not? Yeah, remember OJ Howard? Oh, yeah. R.I.P. OJ Howard. I mean, yeah. he's a rookie, but. Anyway, not not to go on this, but anyway, not a good year to be needing a tight end. Not a good year to be trying to replace maybe the best tight end in the history of the NFL, which I'm wearing my Patriots shirt today. So I'll say that Gronk is maybe the best tight end in the history of the NFL. Sure. Hot take alert. 
Wee, wee, wee. Yeah, but it's not that anyway, much of a like, hot take. Or, okay, the best tight end in the NFL right now. They have to play. Oh, well, that's easier then. That's fine then. Like, okay, oh, well, Tom, if you can argue Tom Brady's not the greatest of all time, I mean, oh, replacing him is fine then. That's easy. But, yeah. Like, they, not a good year for that. And just the longer he drags it out. And once again, it's his decision to make. And I get it that he doesn't want to make that on the deadline. And also, the team's in no position to rush him. Like, I, I would think I'm not blaming Gronk. I, ve- no. I really very rarely blame the players for the way they handle right. these things. Because they, in the end, they do not have the power. They have none of the power in these situations. So like, it, it, Gronk, but in this one, I mean, Gronk has all the leverage. And because not like, what are the Patriots going to do? Be like, hey, tell us by next week or we're cutting you. They could do that. Why would they do that? He'd be like, do it. Yeah, he'd be like, do it. I'll go do, get my money. Do it. <laughs> Gronk. Hurt my elbow. But the. I just want to know. I do too. I just want to yeah. know. Like that's that's it. Like that's 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 the only point I can make about it. It's just like the longer they drag it out, the more the, you know. Maybe like you know, maybe their plan. Maybe then they bring back Bennett. Like I don't blame them for cutting Bennett because I would never pay him six million. And honestly, I know I was just saying that. I know Dwayne Allen making five is not that big of a difference. But if anything, cutting Bennett means you can try to negotiate to bring him back on a lesser deal. Yeah, because I'd still be okay with bringing back Bennett for like two million. Yeah, I really don't care about. I don't really wouldn't even really care about them bringing back Dwayne Allen. So, it, it's this weird paradox where it's like, yeah, you keep him because he's the one that you don't want that you're not going to try to negotiate with. So you get rid of the one that you actually would maybe want. Yep, and are going to try to negotiate with. So it's weird, but it's, I, I don't understand know. that. Y- you get it though. Like yeah. they actually might like be in a position now if Gronk retires, they're gonna be like, okay, well now let's try to bring back Bennett. They're probably not going to want to bring back Dwayne Allen, but they at least want to have him now in case everything goes wrong. Because once again, because if everything goes wrong and they still don't want him, they can still get rid of him and keep the cap space. Because once again, they're not using that cap space right now. Like, no, they're not doing anything with it. Just getting special teamers. And once again, well, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe that's what's holding up the Slater negotiations. (laughs) Dump Allen. Hashtag dump Allen. Keep Slater. Hashtag dump Allen. Hashtag. Dump Dwayne. I don't have a hashtag, but I don't have a hashtag. It would have been trending too. <laughs> I'd be tweeting at the Patriots like, "Hey, you gotta get rid of Dwayne Allen so you can resign Matt Slater." These two things that have nothing to do with each other. You need someone to tell Cyrus Jones to stay in the end zone on kickoffs. You know, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Not to bring you back need those somebody, dark You need memories. somebody to point to Cyrus, be like running on the field, like, "No, no, Cyrus, just, oh. just stay, just stay on the sideline. You only oh. got, you only got ten. Yeah, it's fine. We're better off." <laughs> Oh, I, I clearly remember one that, that Jones took a kickoff in the end zone and, and Slater was at the goal line with both hands up just telling him, stay, don't run. <laughs> don't try. Zero. God, I remember at training, back to training camp, watching him field punts. It was like, why? Why? And then it was only him and Dion. God, why do we keep going to my training camp stories? But it was only him and Dion. Because that's what we're at. That's what we can afford, Jake. You'd think that he was my, he'd think that I was on the team. But it was only him and Dion, who, by the way, is gone. Yep. Fielding kicks. And it was like, oh, that's their entire kickoff team. Yep. That's it. Dion Lewis, who's a very important offensive player, or Cyrus Jones. Who's coming off an ACL. Who can't do anything. Who literally isn't good at anything nope like tell me what uh whatever whatever best thing that ever happened to him is probably that he cut nice towards acl honestly because at least now 
that afford that gives everyone him a, everyone felt pity for well, no, him. That gives him a third year in the NFL. Because <laughs> Belichick will probably at least want to get a second year out of him. So instead of him getting cut and then never going anywhere, at least now... Well, no, because he'd go somewhere. Because a second-round pick will always get a second chance. So we go to the Bears or something, get one year, then Please get wind. cut. Yeah, get one year, then get cut. So now instead of getting that instead of getting that second chance year this year, he gets his second year with the Patriots this year, and then gets that second chance year next year that he'll inevitably blow. So... By tearing his ACL, he earned himself a fourth year in the NFL? Oh, boy. <laughs> so, okay, that's another million dollars. For it was all planned. Yet another Belichick plan. <laughs> Malcolm, Malcolm, he, like, hit himself in the knee with a hammer really hard before that game. He was like, gotta make sure I tear this thing. He was just in the locker room just bashing himself with those scissors that Tom cut his hand with. Remember that? Oh, Remember yeah. Tom yep. Oh, wait, was that two years ago? Wait, was that two years ago? The Scissorgate? Yes, it was. Remember Scissorgate? Yes, that was 2015. Oh, my God. Oh no, 2016. My, oh, my yep. God. Yep. I'm getting my preseason game drama confused. What? Who am I? What oh, am God, I? yeah, yeah. I am an wow, I'm, I'm, I'm going. You had Jimmy Garoppolo back then, too. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo in the preseason, too. And Jacoby Brissett. Now you got Brian Hoyer. Yep. Yeah, Brian Hoyer. So, they're going backwards at that position. <laughs> so, what the hell were we talking about? Gronk? Gronk moves that they've made. Yeah, the point moves is that they haven't made. Sorry, gotta clarify yeah, that. No, we, there were no moves. If so we talk about moves they have made, the show would be special teams. Very, very brief. Like they signed a bunch of guys who all do the same thing. That's not that important. That 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 most teams use their reject players to do. That most teams use their Cyrus Joneses to do. Good for them. Yep. Yeah, most teams use guys who nobody wants to do. But the Patriots hoard those players. Oh, God. Because yeah. Give us your rejects. Give us your special teamers. Give us your Paul Warsaws. Whatever the hell. What's his name? Warlow? Poor Wa Yeah, Paul Wa Warsaw. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, if he comes to the team, he's, he's, he's Paul Warsaw, Warsaw now. All right. So there we go. I almost want him to come just so I can call him Was Warsaw. Okay. All the time. Talk about the Warsaw Republic. <laughs> that'll that'll very quickly be what this show becomes. But ooh, entering the program now we have we have uh, Mr. Joshua Percy. And today I tried to get the bypass to work. It keeps shutting down, so it's not off on purpose this time. I hit it. I had it build. It just keeps shutting off. So don't blame me for that this time. Don't cuss me out on air this time. <laughs> I keep doing it. I keep hitting it. It keeps shutting off. He saw. He's seen me play with it. Comrade North can confirm. It keeps shutting down. Anywho. Joshua, how are you? You don't have a mic. Joshua will sit down eventually. Yes. Now he's sitting down. We have joining us now is Mr. Mr. Joshua Percy. And ah. Josh, of course, is, has been thrilled with the offseason so far. We were actually just talking about Dwayne Allen. A the man bit. who needs to be cut. Okay, well, Josh, and I don't, I, I, I shouldn't have brought that because I, I don't, I, when I get into this, I don't want to go, Jake. I don't want to repeat myself for the audience. I don't want to get. No, my take on it now is that Eric Ebron's been released. Okay. And I guarantee you that you could probably get him for maybe about seven mil, mm -hmm. maybe even six mil, which is 90% of Allen's contract mm -hmm. plus an extra mil. Yeah, well, here, so, here's the thing. Well, that's like, I don't mind that. They can do, he I'm would just be saying younger. That, he can block just as well. And guess what? 
He can catch a ball. Yes. No. So. I, no. Okay. If they do that now, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. Like, when right now, I, I'm not mad also, that I haven't caught him I wonder him yet. why Jordan Richards is still on the team. That's fair. Well, they He's don't. A special they, teams well, guy. They don't have Forget. to do cuts yet. That like they don't have to do cuts yet. Like I don't blame them for just wanting to like. If they're not gonna, if they don't, if not doing corresponding moves, I don't blame them for not just cutting guys for the sake of Good cutting them. Good news is we also have Rex Burkhead yes. back. Yes. I, Who? I broke yes. that Who news. Broke that Who news? Is, is a special a great special teamer. Oh, I already yep. brought that up. Oh, yep. they brought him on because he's got special teams versatility. Or maybe he can just be the fourth receiver on the team now. <laughs> but anyway, I want right, to. I can't. I can't do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want. Oh, he's actually serious about it. All right. Well, Josh Percy has left the building. That's fine. That was going to go into that. That was going to descend into madness very quickly. Yeah. But so the next guy, a guy who got released yesterday, and I, you know, I, I hate because you know it's it's the natural thing in this market. Anytime any player hits the market, to go like, oh, should that guy come to the Patriots? Let's talk about it. So I oh, try, yeah, to, yeah. I, so I try to avoid that. But Jordy Nelson got released. Ooh, but we gotta I go do, get him. But I do it when it's players that I like. Right. So we're gonna do that 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 crap for for Jordy Nelson. And I would love. I would love the idea of having Jordy Nelson on oh, this team. I think like, be. just not because, just because he's good. I really feel like he would fit on them. But again, I don't do this for everybody, so I'm not guilty. But, like, in terms of, like, a cerebral, versatile receiver who understands the game, who understands how to play in every position, who has just a very high football IQ, like... Jordy Nelson and Tom Brady would go together very oh, yeah. well, very quickly. And and I'm not going to sit here too and be like, oh, well, he's a slot guy. He can play where Amendola played, or he can go on the outside. Because there's not a clean fit for him on this team. Right. There's not yeah. like a clean, like, oh, he can just slide into this spot because you have Edelman seemingly in the slot or on the outside. Well, you there's have another thing I was thinking, though. You could, if you get him, you can split time with Edelman yes. and ease him back in. Exactly. Instead or of at being least, like, come on. Get out there. Yeah. Or at least you can split, like, who plays on what side of the field right. at any given time. I mean, like I said, then you have Malcolm Mitchell coming back, who's conceivably Hopefully. a Y. Once yeah. again, I mean, I don't want to uh, absolutely count on Malcolm Mitchell, but I mean, like, you know, Jordy Nelson can do that. Jordy Nelson is a red zone threat, at least he has been in his past. Yes. Maybe not so much anymore, but he played more slot this year than ever. Like, it's Jordy Nelson just. The other thing of just, that, he, too? He feels like right. a Patriot. You know, he feels like he would fit well on this team, like, in terms of just being yeah. like a. If they could get him on the cheap. As for the red zone production, you got to remember, Green Bay has gotten more receivers the last few years. So, yes. obviously, yeah. as you add. And he's gotten older. Numbers, like, are, yeah, right. And, and as you add, numbers are going to go down. Yeah. You know? And But and he's gotten older. Like, he's right. lost a step. He got right. hurt. Like, he's lost. But still, like, if you're talking about a guy who they Actually, can bring yeah. in a cerebral guy. Isn't he coming off an ACL injury? Ah, uh, two years ago. And then years the ago? year off yeah. of it, he had a very good. I think 2016. Oh, right. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year. I, I had him this year in fantasy, but that's yeah. right. His production went out the window when, yeah. when Rodgers went down. But still, if you talk about a guy right. who would be able to come in and catch, you know, a lot of balls from a lot of different spots, like a guy who I really feel like Brady would just gel with very quickly. And you seem to be doing what Tom wants and what's best for Tom. Well, so. yeah, but I mean that's what's that's always well, what's best yeah. for the team. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You like know. A, a smart veteran receiver who can play a lot. Like that, that's a Patriots guy. Yeah, you know, like there's like no trouble. Yeah, no trouble. Like just it, he knows how to play. He knows you know how to play with a winner, whatever that's worth. You know, I think that's probably an overstated thing, but, you know, he's been in a winning culture before. 
So I, I don't know. I just that right. if they can get him, because also with right. the money it, receivers are getting. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It would once again be Jordy Nelson taking a pay cut to come play with the Patriots, which I've talked about. It feels like guys are less willing to do. Yeah, it does legitimately feel like I guys. Mean, you just lost the Amendola, who has done this for the last, yeah. what, four or five years? Yeah, and my, I think that's a little different because he, he's taking right. pay cuts. Right. I, I think know. it's only so, I don't think even if guys were as willing as ever to take pay cuts, I think there's only so many pay cuts. Yeah, there, guy, there's only so many you can take. A guy a guy's going to take before he's like, no, right. no, screw this. You like, know, and Amendola's like, I've got my rings, you know. Yeah, and he made, eight, I mean, he got eight million like that. Yeah. Like, good, good for Amendola. He's yep. probably not going to do a lot there. With with Ryan Tannerhill, Tannehill, or maybe hey, it's better than Cutler or Josh <laughs> Allen or Matt Moore or whatever the hell they do at that position. Jay Cutler, <laughs> Jay Cutler, yeah, maybe they bring back Smoking Jay. Who knows? <laughs> it's always good when Jay Cutler's in the NFL. Oh yeah, Jake. Just uh, it's gonna be weird being in NFL without Jay Cutler. You know what? Like yeah. I wasn't prepared for that last year, and then it then it got fixed. Yep. And now I'm still not prepared for it. Nope. I am legitimately not prepared for a Jay Cutlerless NFL. I'm not prepared for that. But All right. nevertheless, we move we move past. We we persevere through the lock of Jay Cutler. But yeah, I just think that like once again, as much as I hate to kind of jump on this, like, oh, I think this guy should come to the Pats. Like Joey Nelson said that I think would be good in the Pats. So what do you have to lose? <laughs> I mean, I'm but then you know you have yeah. the Raiders are going after him. Yeah, everyone but you. But you know yeah. what, Jake? Yeah, so we're going to find out the Patriots. Jake, ne- Jake, isn't that the highlight so far? Is, yeah, you know, yeah. the Patriots. We're going to find out that the Patriots never even made him an offer <laughs> and never had a meeting with him. And then everybody and then everybody here is going to be like, oh, well, Jordan Nelson is washed out. Yeah, who yeah, do, yeah, who know, needs Jordan Nelson? They're no good. You he, know. he sucks. We never wanted yeah. him to begin with. And then meanwhile, like, I have to, like, go cancel the order on that on that custom <laughs> Patriots Jordan Nelson jersey. <laughs> But, Just don't buy it in training camp. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, what, yeah, what happened to that? Uh, uh, that, that, oh, my God, I'm blanking out on a name, and I'm not even going to say I'm blanking out on Anyway, the, I cannot remember. All right, I'm just going to move past. All right, on to the next thing. Mental, I mean, yeah, I mean, before we, you know, we move on to the, well, before we take a break, well, and then move on to the greater free agent. Free agency, the NFL spectrum, the things actually happening spectrum are there. The teams who are actually making moves yes. other are, than special teamers. Yes. Are there any – you're talking about the 31 teams who are losing in the special teams market. If you want to look at it a different way. Are there <laughs> any winning other, in the offensive you know, and defensive markets. <laughs> yes, winning in the, in the two far greater – and the ninety percent of your game plan. Yes, the other, the two far more important facets of the game. But I mean, are there any other names out there that you're that you would like to see the Patriots go out and get? Not that I, uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. And of what? See, hence there's the problem. Yeah, we want moves, but then <laughs> there are no moves to make. I mean, but I think they moves they could have made. You know what? I will give credit where credit's due, though, on the one move they did make on the Danny Shelton trade. You know, yes, that that, the actual, that looks like that could be wow, very promising. That felt like that was years ago. <laughs> I forgot. I almost forgot about that. That honestly feels like that was like a year ago. Yes, Danny Shelton. Yay! Space eating D tackles. Well, better than Allen Branch. Yeah. So. 
Hey, you got him cheap, so... Yeah, I mean, I like that trade. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel any better. I mean, it doesn't make me feel any better about the team, but I'm like, but, yay. They upgraded But on. hey, you know what? We, Jake, we've been, jump, we've, we've been jumping down their throat all, all show. You know, you haven't yes. done anything, yes, but got you the, know what? They got we'll the, give you credit. They got you, special teamers and yeah. run block and run stopping... D tackles. But you know what? You actually tried to improve, so we have to give you a little he only bit have of credit. A, he only has a whole sack and a half over three years, so beefing up that pass rush. And that's hard to believe in the fact that he was with Cleveland and their defense was always on the field. So, you know, <laughs> good for Danny Shelton. I'm not going to do Danny Shelton talk. Anyway, no, no. we're on the stadium experience with Jake Elmsley. Comrade North sitting in here with me. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the stuff that's actually kind of fun. So... <laughs> See you on the flippity flip. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for Rad, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This week's episode, Rattlesnake at the Pond. Oh, Johnny, skipping rocks at the pond sure is fun. Hey, look, a moving stick. That ain't a stick. That's a rattlesnake. Sassy, we're in danger. Good idea, Sassy. Go get Mr. Gunderson. You will in a second, but first you'd like to tell us something we may not know about animal shelters in the United States? It's getting close, Sassy. Approximately 8 million pets enter shelters each year? The majority of which are in shelters because of owner-related issues that the animals have no control over? Sassy the rattlesnake! Save us, Sassy! What, Sassy? You wish you were videotaping this? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Remember, adopt! So, Kristen, how was Esther's baby shower? Oh, great. Yeah. Everyone was there. Oh. Allison, Katie, Nancy, Karen, oh. who has gained a little weight, by the way. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh, it's too bad you couldn't make it. How's little Sammy? Oh, he's fine. It was oh. just a little fever, but he's feeling better now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, you know it's a girl, right? Oh, wow. What's her name? Um, oh, I can't remember. It's one of those names. Excuse me? Oh, you know, one of those names. Shakita, Juanita, Jaquita. Why do black people like those kinds of names anyway? You'd think they'd know better. They just make it harder on themselves, you know what I mean? No, Kristen. I don't know what you mean. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. Best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the Gangsta Rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. 
flip show, the number one program on the number one station in the number one city is... Sure, being a disc jockey sounds like a fun, glamorous job, but it's tough thinking of creative things to say about the time and the temperature. Here is the present temperature for our town and vicinity. For our town, 119 degrees. For vicinity, 27. Oh, you think it's so easy. Well, you try it. WXIN is looking for a few good DJs. Stop by our meeting Wednesdays at 1 p.m. in Horace Mann, 186. It's all yours, fella, and don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're a teenage guest is jockey now. Be heard all over the world. Join WXIN. Any questions, you can give us a call during normal business hours at 456-8288 or check out our website at rickradio.org. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. WXIN Stadium experience Jake Elmsey here We've been talking all Patriots stuff up to this point We're still doing my free agency recap show Joined here gratefully by One Mr. Comrade North Also broadcasting live on the Mike K Memorial live stream On the official Stadium Experience Facebook page This episode as all episodes If you missed part of it, if you want to hear it again If you gotta leave and you want to hear the rest of it later This episode will be uploaded to the official Stadium Experience SoundCloud page where you can listen to it time and time again. Or if you want to watch the video, of course, all the live streams are archived. So don't forget to check that out. Anyway, though, like I said, we've been talking a lot of Patriots. Now we're going to move into the grander scheme of the NFL. The non-special teamers moves the side of the league. And talk about that. If you want to call and weigh in on any of these things, any of these moves, anything that we've been talking about, anything you want to talk about, don't be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946. Or at 401-456-8787. Or hop on that live stream. Drop me a comment. Tell me what you want to say. Anything you want to do. Anyway, though, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And we're going to resume sports talk and stop the blind faith for a little while. So, really, I think this is always how it feels as a Patriots fan every year, except for last year where you're sitting at free agency and you're like, oh, like, oh, yeah, this is kind of fun. Well, these other teams, I mean, like, I'll I'll trade that to actually, like, win Super Bowls and all that. But you're like, oh, it kind of seems fun to have all this hope after the offseason. Yeah. Kind of seems fun. Like, oh, you got big names. Oh, what are big names like? But nevertheless, this has been a very exciting free agency, I think. Yes, it has. And if anything, and really the only reason, because like I said, this, this isn't like a this isn't a great free agent class. I also think that narrative is overdone, but still, like it's, it's not a great free agent class. It's not. It's obviously not like a especially good one. I still think it's more average than below yeah. average. But the defining thing, the thing that completely blows this thing and separates it from all others, is the QB market. Yes, which is amazing. I dreamt all year. I hoped every time. I'm like, ah, oh, Matt Stafford got signed. Darn. Oh, Jimmy G got signed. Darn. Like, I want this. I want this madness QB market. I think you got it, though. I did get it, and it was 
everything I wanted. Oh, God, yes. And we're never going to see this again. Oh, no. <laughs> Ever again. No. Ne- never again. We're ne- ne- So savor it now, folks. Yep. We're never going to see the, absan- and the insanity of Case Keenum changing teams. Uh, you know, I was just going to say, of Minnesota ditching all their quarterbacks. Yeah, Minnesota going, ah, who needs any of y'all? <laughs> Get out of here. We'll bring Sean Hill back or something. No, they went out. They got uh, What's Sean Hill, Kirk Cousins. But yeah, they went out. <laughs> yes. And of course, that is highlighted by Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk, one a player who I have vouched for his entire career. Yep. He hasn't been way. bad. Fun fact of mine. I've been a Kirk Cousins guy since he came out of college. I was like, I start him over RG3. So that's a victory lap. That is a what is that saying? <laughs> that is a constant victory lap take of mine that I will cake until I die. Well, but it's easy to say, Jake. He's still in the league. <laughs> Kirk Cousins signed by the, according to Madden, he's trying to get back in the he's trying to get back in the league though. But Kirk Cousins went to give a quick update because I like to give news sometimes. Kirk Cousins signed with the Vikings. Drew Brees re-signed with the Saints. Yep. Case Keenum signed with the Broncos. Teddy Bear Bridgewater signed with the Jets. Sam Bradford. Oh, Josh McCown also signed with the Jets. Re-signed with the Jets. And Sam the Money Man Bradford. Signed with the Cardinals, with the QB graveyard in Arizona <laughs> out there. He submitted his application for a tomb, so he will be retiring within eight months. Probably. Sam Bradford will be out of the NFL within under a year now. So, uh, we saw guys who started games change teams regularly. Oh, and I mean, Chase Daniel changed teams, too. Mike Glennon? Yeah. Hot QB. Mike. Yeah. Hot QB. Mike, Mike Glennon changed again. Tyrod Taylor got traded even. I'll count that one. That's a guy who started for a playoff team. I mean, dude, think about it. Case Keenum started in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, and he was a good player. And, and did phenomenal. And they said... Not in that game. Not in the not NFC, in that game. Not in the NFC Championship game. But he looked like Case Keenum. Overall as a whole. Yes. He, he emerged... The, the old he, ghost of Jeff Fisher came emer- back to yeah, haunt him. He emerged him. from the specter of Jeff Fisher only to suddenly stumble upon the poltergeist <laughs> that was... The, Too bad they the let Eagle anyone Stadium. into those games. Yes. So, either way, though, we're never going to see a QB market like this again. Nah. And let's just savor it. Let's, and I mean, and I mean, think about it, dude. Drew Brees went up to this week. Oh, did I yeah. want Drew Brees at the last minute? Just no. pull it out. What? I just for the madness of it all, Drew Brees just runs away to the Bills or something. <laughs> oh my God, give me that. But yep. alas, none of that happened. And we still have the draft, though. Oh, God, yeah. All these a stacked Q- quarterback all draft. These, all these QBs that are actually aren't that good, but people think they're really good. Baker so, Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Josh Rose. Outside of Baker Mayfield, they all blow. But <laughs> outside of my man, my not I've never met Baker Mayfield, though. Not yeah. not, not my close personal friend, just a, just a man I respect. Still a chance for the Patriots it, to draft him, Jake. Can meet him at training camp. <laughs> oh, my God. Would I go nuts? <laughs> Would I have an erection from here to Sunday if that happened? But, no. QB's moved. And we're never going to see that again. But, you know, nope. let's let's be adults about this. Let's really... I'm going to start stop fangirling over men taking new jobs with different places in the same field. Obviously the biggest one. Kirk Cousins signed a three-year 87? 87. I don't know the numbers. Something like that. Fully guaranteed deal, which shout out to him... Because I love that. Because the NFL has, of all the major sports leagues where men get paid millions of dollars to play the games, the NFL is the one that's worse to its players. Yeah. I feel like. In terms of the yeah. guarantee money. I mean, in terms of the actual money they're making, it's hockey. 
Right. Just, but I mean, like at least the contracts in hockey are guaranteed. Yeah. So uh, proportionally, the NFL treats it just in terms of guaranteed money and how yeah. players never get. Basically, like if players end out a deal, it did not work out for them. Right. If if a player reaches the end of a deal in the NFL, nine times out of ten, they got scammed. Yeah. Either they outplay their contract and the team's like, yeah, well, we're keeping you on this contract and underpaying you, or they don't play as well and they get cut. Like, it's very rare that a player's contract lines up perfectly with their value. Right. It really never does. So, to see... So, they never get these big guaranteed contracts that they do in the NBA, which has, you know, the best players' union of all the sports. Of all the major sports. Unless the MLS has a great players' union. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Comrade North takes the stance of the MLS mattering, but <laughs> this, this is an anti-MLS show. Okay. However... If you ever want to sit at the 50-yard line at Gillette Stadium and feel like a big shot for $30. I, I have heard that. That, yes. that is the value of Revs games, is that you yep. get to sit at seats in Gillette that would cost about $3,000 yep. on a normal day. So... Where was I going with this? Oh, yes. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins yes. getting the big contract, getting the guarantee money. People talk about it as a possibility for him, and I hope it because once again, like I right. you know, I'll come to bat for the working class of the NFL. Yes. yes. The working class of NFL QBs. But no, Kirk Cousins played the system so well, and I love a good playing of a system. Yeah. I really love a good playing yep. of a system. And Kirk Cousins now too. Think about this. Kirk Cousins is gonna be a, a free agent again at 32. Wow. Do, do QBs get paid at 32 years old? Yes, they do. Kirk Cousins could set the market again in three years if he's good or he sucks and he doesn't. But even then, still probably does. But Kirk Cousins is going to be knows? a free agent again at 32 years old. So if he plays well and he's going to be in as good a position as he can be down there in Soda at the Mall of America down there at Soda. Nobody says that. That's a made-up turn. That's that's a term I'm coining. Yeah. So Kirk Cousins down there in Soda with the – Purple people, he has a chance. Like Kirk, like that is that. And plus, like me being a guy who I'm a believer in Kirk Cousins, and people conflate that because but, people go, "Oh, like Kirk Cousins? Well, he's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers." Like, yes, right. He's not. But neither he is not. Kirk Cousins is a, and I'm, I've been in the letter grades the last like month. Kirk Cousins is a solid B. Yeah, he is a B. Kirk Cousins will make. Five, six, seven plays a game that an average quarterback will not make. Kirk Cousins, when supported. Think about this. He has receivers now. Yes. Kirk Cousins, when supported, can win you games. Yep. Kirk Cousins will not elevate a bad team. He won't. Kirk Cousins will not go to a bad team. We saw this in Washington. And elevate the bad. Yeah, this year, everybody got hurt on that team. Yep. Every every player on that team was on IR at one point. Kirk Cousins will not. What is Percy saying? I don't care. Kirk Cousins will not elevate a team. You're right. Kirk Cousins is not Brady. Kirk Cousins is not Rodgers. But Kirk Cousins is an above average starter. And to most teams in the league... That is a hot commodity to yes, both of the league. That is one of the so yes. So Kirk Cousins. Well, you said it earlier. The A plus player isn't going to hit the market. Yes, and rarely do you even you never see a quarterback of this caliber right at this age hit the market unless maybe they broke their neck a year ago 
and had to take a bunch of steroids. But nobody talks about how they definitely took a bunch of steroids. Right. Because Peyton Manning <laughs> definitely took yeah, steroids, yeah. which I don't think he should get in trouble for because I'm all for steroids in sports. Yeah. Which uh, is something I don't talk about enough on this show. I'm all about steroids. I think every sports league should just turn a blind eye to all the steroids. Yeah. yeah. But Kirk Cousins will elevate. Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum. Yeah. For one thing, I think. I mean, yeah. that's. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a Pro Bowl player. Not here's how you define it. Kirk Cousins is a Pro Bowl or not an All Pro. Yeah. That is what like that yeah. is the line with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a Pro Bowler, not an All Pro. Yep. And yeah, for a team like the Vikings that has everything else in place, the Vikings who have low key, really Rick Spellman and Mike Zimmer. I don't know who has more control over the roster, but I'm going to assume it's Spellman. Rick Spellman has been one of the best executives, if not the best team builder of the last three, four, five years. Oh, God, yeah. Because you look at that Vikings roster, how many of their good players were not drafted by that team? Yeah. Like, going down the list, Stefan Diggs, yep. Adam Thalen, soon to be Dalvin Cook, I I hope. Their, their O-line's not great. But then, defensively, Hunter, Anthony Barr, Harrison Smith, yeah. Xavier Rhodes, yep. Most of their have been so they've been great drafters, and that has given them the ability to retain those guys. And now they're in a position now where they can go out and just pump a bunch of money into Kirk Cousins. And now they bring him in. I mean, to you, right now, what does that do? Just to if you had to make a hierarchy of teams, chances to win a Super Bowl right now, like, where would you put the Vikings? Because now I, they, I'd say they're pretty good. I think they're priming for a run here. Like really, like I mean, hard hardcore right now. A number, like you have to rank them. Way too early. Way too early mid, rankings. Mid free agency power rankings. I would say they're definitely top three in the NFC. Yeah, and I, I'd agree. Um, I, I would say maybe even top three in the league. Yeah. If I had like, I'm trying to get a little hot right now. If I'm trying to maybe maybe singe with this take a little bit. Maybe not right. burn, but maybe yeah. maybe singe a sheet of paper a little bit. Like I, I would think that old soda that they uh. They top. I mean, you look at them. They were a game away. They and, were, and now they have a real yep legit. Because yeah, I don't think Case Keenum is a real legit quarterback. Sorry, nah. Broncos fans, but maybe better than Paxton Lynch though. But I don't. He's better than Simeon Lynch. Hey, he's better than Osweiler. I mean, I was <laughs> I was a card holding member of the Church of Simeon for a long time. I it took me until like halfway about till this year. Like I was on air. I'm like, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> Trevor Simeon sucks. I'm an idiot. I wanted to buy in so bad because I love new quarterbacks. Yep. I just love new quarterbacks. Yeah. And I wanted to buy into Simeon, but yeah, he sucks. But anyway. Kirk, he, I mean, he gives them, like, I think a more consistent QB. He, he, he is a point guard QB. Like, that is, like, becoming, like, a new class. Like, kind of that point guard QB. Not an all-timer, all right. but a good, effective QB. Like, he gives them that consistency. He does. I mean, they... Yeah, that makes. I mean, I think that makes him a top three, four team. Yeah, and I was afraid of the Vikings last year. I no. would, oh god. Go, yeah. I mean, going into the cha- you know FC Championship game weekend, I was saying I would rather face the Eagles than the Vikings. And lo and behold, okay. I was, yeah, yeah, I, we, I might have been wrong about that. Maybe I wasn't uh, wrong about that. Maybe the lost to the Vikings too. But I was more afraid of the Vikings right. than the Eagles. But you also didn't know Malcolm Butler wasn't going to be playing. Yes, but. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, I mean, also in fairness to the right. Eagles, a part of that had to do with the Vikings oh, they, being, being they were at, the better team. No, and also in fairness, the Eagles has to go to the Vikings. The Vikings were going to be at home too. Oh so yeah, yeah. That factored a little bit into the way I was looking at that, but still, like I was very afraid of that team, and now 
You had Kirk Cousins? You had yeah. a guy who has a couple of Pro Bowls under his belt? Like, yep. you, we don't see this. We no. don't see this in the NFL. No, you don't. You don't see Pro Bowl quarterbacks move ever. And I am, I, that is a me take. I started that. I'm the first person to say that. <laughs> By the way, this is, if you, I've been the first, nobody has said that, that, you know, this is rare to see a QB like this move. You know what I compare it to? Uh, Josh, this might, I mean, sorry, Comrade North. I think this is the best QB to be available since Peyton Manning. What do you think of that take? You know what? I, 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 I patented that one. I thought of that on my drive over today. So that's a good take there, you know. So hot takes by me. Just, uh, you know, me, I'm, I'm, I'm really synthesizing the information right. for the people. Just not, you know, just I, not good enough to get to get his own ESPN special of an announcement. Oh, I would have loved the Kirk Cousins. E- I would have, I would have loved the Kirk Cousins special. <laughs> I would have loved if he ended it. He just pushed a button, just a skull chant. <laughs> Puts on a Viking helmet, just pulls out a, f- a Viking helmet. Well, you know what? If they had done that, you would have prayed to God he was going to Minnesota and not the Jets. Just imagine that. Get through the whole thing, and at the end, I'm going to the Jets. I'm cashing out. I'm chasing the money. <laughs> I'm going to the Jets because because they're giving me a lot of money. <laughs> And I really like money. Yep. I drive around in my little 95 Subaru still that I bought from my grandma. I'm Kirk. I don't like to spend money. Kirk Cousins does not spend any money, which I love. He's a very frugal guy. I'm down with I'm, oh, yeah. I'm down with his frugality. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, Kirk. I, I would I would have liked a Kirk Cousins special. Yeah. Just cuts away. He's in Iceland. <laughs> he's just in Iceland. He's on a boat. Like, just in his face the whole time. He's like, I pick. Zooms out. He's actually just a captain of a Viking ship. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> very elaborate. Oh, that's where he's been saving all his money for. <laughs> for this very elaborate. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, I, I, turns out, is a, very, is a very big fan of ancient yep. forms of sea travel. As we're, as we're hypothesizing this, the Jets one just would have been great. That's you know? where all this I, Redskins franchise money comes yep. to. Has been, that's all the Redskins franchise. That's all Dan Schneider's money go. went to. Is that Kirk Cousins has been building a fleet of Viking ships. Or maybe that's what it is. He goes from being a Redskins to being a Viking. <laughs> so go, 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 Kirk Cousins. Yep. Screw Dan Schneider. Yep. Have fun with Alex Smith. Yep. Have fun with Alex Smith. Who and they just Jay si- Gruden. Who they just signed, who is now not even the best Gruden in the league. <laughs> Who is now officially not the best Gruden in the NFL. But don't worry. For, don't worry. You know who they went and got for Alex Smith? Paul Richardson. Oh, yes. A deep yes. threat. Because they're thinking there. Because they're following yep. the old Redskins mantra of, hey, he's good. Yeah. Let's throw money at him. It'll work. This is the NBA. But right? you also don't have a quarterback who can throw deep. Ah, you figured out the irony of the whole yep. thing. You figured out the sarcasm. Yep. Very good, Comrade North. Very good, my well, friend. Or, or, or he can throw the ball deep. Just to the wrong team. Just to the wrong team. So, yeah. So that happened. The other move I'm happy to see. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater signing. I'm not happy to see. But Teddy Bridgewater signing with the Jets. That is the other. I mean, I think that is the other biggest one because... You needed to do something. Yes. Well, Teddy Bridgewater, see, Teddy Bridgewater, because I am a Teddy Bridgewater fan. Right, yeah. I was a Teddy Bridgewater fan at Louisville. I was a fan of his the first year with the Vikings. I I thought he looked like he was developing into a real legit guy. Oh, yeah. He looked good. Or he was a real legit guy. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. 
And so I thought the best. I thought that like the Jets or the Cardinals were a place for him. I thought right. a team that's going to draft a QB was the right fit for him. And I hope don't they, send him to Arizona. No. <laughs> and I hope for God he gets a chance to play in New York. Well, no, because I want the Jets to suck. But like for him, yeah. I hope to God he gets a chance to play. Oh come on. Behind Josh McCown. Well, they could start Josh McCown. I, I hope they get him because I at least would like him to at least get a chance to rebuild his value because right. the Vikings just gave up on him. They just and I want I want Teddy Bridgewater to get a chance. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying start Brid- you gotta start Bridgewater yeah. over McCown. No, because that that's your young guy. Like that yep. is that is your life. That's your future. You that's know, your Jimmy Garoppolo. If his knee is good, there's no re- at least right. take at least take the swing and still you can still draft a guy. Right. There's nothing stopping him from drafting like Lamar Jackson, but now you can sit Lamar Jackson. Yep. Now you can wait that year because he will he Lamar Jackson needs to sit. He won't inevitably sit wherever he goes. The teams don't sit these guys. But maybe if he goes to New York and they have Bridgewater, who's not just like, you know, generic white quarterback man, (laughs) who's 35 with it bringing like, oh, like when these teams try to fool you into being like, oh, yeah, no, we have Chad Henney. We're going to just start him the whole year. Or we have Bling Gabbard. Or we have Case Keenum. (laughs) We're going to start. Or we have Mike Glennon. Like Teddy Bridgewater is a guy who you can actually start and say, like, no, like this could be a future option. And if he's good and Lamar Jackson's good, guess what? No team's going to complain about like, oh, no, we have two quarterbacks. <laughs> what do we do? Uh, what do we do? As experts on this topic, Jake, we were not, you know, hurting when we were in that situation. Yes. Well, I was not going, ah, they got Garoppolo too. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. You're set for 10 years. What are you going to do? Get call the 49ers. <laughs> Just get us 43rd. But yes, yeah, so good for Teddy. I like yep. Teddy. I'm a fan of Teddy. Or, no, no, wait, wait, wait. For Teddy, you know who was the guy they had sitting in front of? Because you know, I, I, I literally never believe a team when they say they're going to sit a guy a full year and let him and let him and let him learn. So shout out to the Chiefs for actually doing that. Yes. First team I yes. can remember in years. Yeah, but yeah, you remember who they? You remember, you remember what man they put in front of you and tried to make you think they were going to sit Teddy Bridgewater for a full year for? Remember who they had in Minnesota? No. Matt oh. Castle. Nope, it was, it was Castle. It was okay, Matt, I went a little. It was. Um, I went a little further back. Oh, what? Did you get Matt Castle confused with, like, Sean Hill? Favre. Or, or Josh McCown or any of these other... Worse, Brett Favre. Or Matt Moore or Derek Anderson or any of these other very distinct, unique, talented quarterbacks who just keep... Or Chase Daniel? Did you <laughs> dare think that Chase Daniel was Matt Castle? No. The joke is that there's like 15 QBs in this league who are all interchangeable and keep yep. changing jobs and nobody notices because it doesn't matter. No. Because once they start playing, you're screwed. Yep. Remember Ryan, remember Ryan Lindley? What's Ryan Lindley doing these days? Not much. Remember when Ryan Lindley was on the Patriots? I do. Remember that? And it was like, Bill, what are you? <laughs> what are you doing? Can you uh, play special teams? Jake, we refer to those as the dark times. The dark <laughs> week and a half. Remember Matt Flynn? Remember Matt Flynn was on the Patriots? Uh, yeah. I was better with that than... Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Well, I'm better with Brian Hoyer than Matt Flynn. Yeah. I mean, if I had to rank these guys, the ranking would go, you know, Brian Hoyer, Matt Flynn, Ryan Lindley. So, I mean, no, maybe I can make them out. You know, maybe they're a little yeah. more... Maybe these guys are a little more distinctive yep. than, um, than I'm giving them credit for, but we'll move past that. So... To wrap up the show, because we're not going to do Celtics today, other no. than <laughs> they're all getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, that that is it. That's Celtics talk for the day. That's the Celtics window. Yep. So the, let's do it quick. Moves we like, moves we don't like. 
I mean, Josh, let you go first. Like, what are, what are what are some or maybe things that teams are doing? Like, what's a team that you like their overall free agency? You know, because like, as I pointed out to you, that the NFC North has been lacking in Super Bowls in this century. You don't, don't got to do a whole thing. Don't got to do a whole no, bit. No. Let's go to Chicago. Okay, don't get a whole NFL Live thing. It's okay. We're not we're not hacks here. I, I'm I'm rip, I'm just building off your energy, Jake. Because you, you know what, <laughs> Chicago looks interesting. Yes, no, they look legit now. You well, gotta not, not legit like that well, is not in terms of like winning, but in terms of you know making stuff a little more better. fun for Mitch Trubisky. But no, I agree with you. I. They, Okay, they're showing they have a clue that there is another yes. team in the NFL aside from the Patriots who has a clue. Yes, and you see them. And what I will say is that the Bears, and this might, I'm a little biased. I mean, I know a lot about the Bears. Right. Because Jackson yeah. Reaper, friend of the show, Bears fan, so I research the Bears a lot so I can give him crap about Bears stuff. Because that's what happens when you're a friend with me, when you're friends with me and you're friends with another team. I learn a ton about that team. Yeah. Just, just to hound you about it. But... You look at the Bears, and the Bears do, and I hate to do these kind of comps because they're hackneyed and they're oversimplified, but the Bears have kind of a chance to, it seems like they're following the Rams model. Yeah. Which is, they got their young quarterback. They got the quarterback. Now this year, they, and really the similarities actually, I don't know if this is planned, but the similarities are actually kind of wild. They got rid of some stuffy, old school coach. They bring in a younger guy. A guy who can who possibly can work with QBs, possibly and Matt Nagy. Yeah, you know they're bringing a young guy, and now they're bringing in the weapons for that young QB. Because remember, before you know last offseason, you know before last year, the Rams had nothing nah. at skill position except for you know running backs. Like they even they even have a running back. Like it's really weird. Right. All the similar, all the comps. Like they already have the running game in place. Yeah, and now they're getting him his receivers. They get yes, they're getting him Allen Robinson, yep. who I love. They're getting Taylor Gabriel. He is fast. He is fast. He yes. can run. Yes, he can, in fact, run in a straight line. Have Bring fun with that, Green Bay. Taylor Gabriel. Have fun covering that. Yeah, no, with Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, hey, you know what? We play the NFC North this year. Maybe we'll get Eric Rowe on Taylor Gabriel. Ooh, I can go to the the only Patriots game I've ever been to. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Stop. Don't make me think about that yet. Don't make me start getting mad about these things now. <laughs> Give me like another month. Jesus. Let me be happy about the draft. <laughs> Let me just get excited for draft season. But no, the Bears, Trey Burton, who, yes, great quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Trey Burton. And then, did they bring, was there somebody else they brought on, on offense? No. I don't know. But then they have, and then also, they. And this is what Jackson pointed out to me. They have Cameron Meredith coming back, yep. who is a great player, or was a great player. So they have the You're two top Colin. receivers are coming off a torn ACL, so that's yep. fun. So, you know, they literally, like, the Bears are in a position to, to do it. Like, they are putting themselves in a position to take a jump, which, of course, all comes down to Strabisky. Also, you know, it's not like the Ravens, because they don't have, like, an all-time defensive mind right. coming in to run the defense. But right. nevertheless, like, they, the Bears have done the right thing. It looks promising. They have there done, is hope. They, nothing they've done looks stupid. Right. Last year, most of their moves looked stupid. Except for that draft move that you totally shellacked the 49ers and got Trubitsky. Wrong. 
They got schlecked by the 49ers. That's right. That's right. And now the um, 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo. That's nevertheless, right. My I, bad. I didn't hate on that move too much because also now the Bears are in a pretty prime trade down situation themselves. Well, yeah. So they can actually wind up recouping some of those picks this year at number eight. Because you know, if some of these teams that have QBs now, maybe pass on QBs at number eight, you could have a team trading up for a QB. Anyway, that's not important though. Last year, I mean, with the Bears, with all their free agency moves looked bad. Yeah. You know, uh, Glennon. They handed Mark- 15, 15 they mil handed for Mike Glennon. Marcus Wheaton a stupid amount of money. Oh, like, yeah. These guys have already just made those. But like now I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, like they're bringing actually good young talent that fills the need. So now they actually might have an offense next year. And they already have the running game. Yep. With Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, mm-hmm. who your cousin poached off of my practice squad. Well, in Madden, in our Madden League. I don't know, my practice squad. And he was like, ah, psych. That's why you don't put guys like him on your practice squad. I have no room. I have so many running backs. <laughs> but anyway, like Mike Duchette and Jarek McKinnon, who got $30 million. <gasps> Woo! Which is bizarre because Jarek McKinnon. Okay, we'll do the moves I don't like. Jarek McKinnon, every year it seems like in fantasy, like somebody will go down to the team and everybody's like, buy high on Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. He never. Yeah. Never does anything. No. So, you know, Jimmy G's. Got that going for him. Got the McKen man. But anyway, moves. I mean, any, any other like specific moves you want to point out that you like? I mean, any other teams that are doing things that you like? Like, I'm gonna be a pretty loose discussion here. I, I think Cleveland made some promising moves. Yeah, no, we don't. God feels like it was a year ago. <laughs> My God. Well, yes, the Jarvis Landry, Tyrod Taylor trades feel yes. like like forever ago. But like, I mean. I think you finally have an established quarterback there. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. I, I know you're not much of a fan of no, uh, Tyrod no, no, Madden. No, no, no. no yeah. Here, here's, here, here's the thing. I like that move. It feels like maybe they overpaid. Like the third round, the third, a third round pick feels like a decent amount. But also. When you have, you know, two top five picks. They're sitting on a mountain of draft picks yeah. and they need to start. When you have, speaking from Madden experience here, when you have 14 draft picks, you can afford to get a little stupid. Yes. So, but no, looking at what they have, bringing in Tyrod, it's smart. Because if anything, if they draft a guy, if they draft Baker Mayfield, if they draft a guy and it, and they're looking at this guy and they're like, eh, not ready yet, they can throw Tyrod Taylor to the Wolves. Honestly, he'll probably, he would probably be their best opening day starter of the last 10 years. And. Yeah. And to be like, yeah, if this guy gets screwed up royally because he gets beat up, eh. Yeah. Because I still think they have to draft a QB. Right. right. They, they obviously have to draft a QB, but at least Tyrod is a guy that they can throw him to the wolves and not be like, eh, this yeah. sucks. Like, at least they, they're throwing, like, a guy who has done some things occasionally. And then Jarvis Landry, I mean, Jesus. Pairing him with Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon, Coleman, Njoku. Like, listen, they're going to overpay him. I think Jarvis Landry is still getting overpaid. And what he is as a slot receiver, but, but still. But again, Jake, when you have a bunch of cap room, yeah, you, have the, you can afford to pay seventeen million for a slot receiver, which nobody should ever do. But whatever, they have so much cap, and even after all that, they still have like the third most cap in the league. Oh yeah. But did they make another move? Oh, I mean, besides trading Kaiser, was there any other like big big move they made? That I'm not remembering. Well, I believe it was either today or yesterday they got Carlos Hyde. Oh, yes, yes, signing yeah. Carlos Hyde, which, you know. Which I still think, even with the Hyde signing, I think, you know, watch out. They might make a run at Barkley, at Shaquan Barkley. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't rule that out either. I, I think it definitely, like, precludes them from having to do that. But, no, I mean, right. absolutely. I but, mean, I mean, 
it's, it's I think kind Hyde's of, a good power yeah. back, you know. It's kind of a lateral move from Isaiah Crowell, but nevertheless, still right. a decent one. I mean, yes, that move surprised me. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. a little. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 fine. I kind of went a little under the radar. I think Hyde is more talented than oh, Crowell. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hyde, Duke Johnson, that's okay. That that yeah. is something you yep. can live with. From somebody who had Duke Johnson as my second stringer on the Titans, on the Phil Simms Titans franchise, way, way back in the day. There we go. Back in prime XIN years, but no, I, yeah, I mean, the Bra- the Browns, and the Browns always look like they're doing smart things, and then, and then they, they don't win any games. You're like, hey. oh, how good can their moves have been? Hey, you know what? Looking at it this offseason, you can only go up. That's true. <laughs> And then, you know, I guess the last team I don't necessarily – I'm not going to say this is good or bad, but the last team I want to highlight is uh, the New England Titans. <laughs> is the Tennessee Patriots down there. With yes. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. John Robinson is the GM. Yep. They're like, ah, let's just get all the Patriots. We don't know them, but – Logan Ryan. Yes, with Logan Ryan. Yes, they're reuniting the 2014 – no, the 2015? 15. Patriots 15, 16. The 2015-16 Patriots secondary, because apparently you can pay Logan Ryan to Malcolm Butler. Yep. But whatever. And, you know, Deion Lewis, who, by the way, I, I never thought the Patriots had I, any chance of keeping. And I don't really care. Like, that that is one thing. Like, I didn't I don't care about the I – lo- I love Deion Lewis. Oh, yeah. I, lo- like, I, I, I like I mean, him. Deion Lewis has been one of my favorite players on the team for a few years. But, I mean, like, literally, like, I got bored – one day and compiled like a list of like every available player to bring it back to the Patriots for a second of just like every available player positions in draft and running back and draft and freezing. There are so many running backs. Oh yeah. Just so like so many like Jeremy Hill, like Alfred Morris, yeah. like dumb guys. The yeah. draft has plenty of guys like Sonny Michael. And you know what? That's oh. your specialty. You take no name guys yeah, you like, know, I, I don't, and make them great. I do not Danny Woodhead's back yeah, out there. They will go find Oh yeah, that's true. They will go find the next Dion Lewis. Who yes, Dion Lewis was the next Dion Lewis, Danny w- Woodhead. Well the guy they found it. And they're like, ah, come on the team. And then week one, they're like, wow, this guy's really because now I remember Vereen left and everybody was like, Oh, you oh, lost no. Well no, but not even though you lost Vereen and Ridley in the same reaction. It was like, Oh no, they lost them, but yeah. they'll probably replace them. Yeah. And then Deion Lewis came and like, you were right. They replaced them. Yep. And now Vereen is just dying on the Giants. Yeah. Still there, though. Stephen Ridley. Just sad story of Stephen Ridley. Yeah. I don't think he's in the league anywhere. <laughs> he, he's, he's on like five teams like yeah. every like he, month, he, I feel like. I feel, I he's mean, your week eight pickup. And for like, for every, he's like the communal like league whore at running back. <laughs> Pretty much. He's running. But, uh, there are plenty of running backs. Okay, so the Titans just... Is there another Patriot they signed besides Butler and Lewis? Not that I can think of. Oh, and now they just got to bring in, like, Will Fork to be the defensive coordinator. And uh, there you go. who's their OC down there? I don't know. Well, you know who it should be? Who? Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. There you go. <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't know why I picked Ben Jarvis. I was going to say Troy Brown, but then the last minute I was like, ah, that's too predictable. Nah, nah, Brown likes it here, you know, covering the team. Yeah, that's. That's that's too easy. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Yeah. Offensive line coach can be Gerard Mayo. No, Matt Light. I mean Matt Light. Matt Light's not doing anything. Matt Light just goes to Portsmouth High School football games, which is true. Met Matt Light. My close personal friend, Matt Light. Who I have met at Portsmouth High School football games, my alma mater, and went, Hi, are you Matt Light? And he said yes. And I went, Oh, that's cool. And that was the end of my relationship with Matt Light. I did not make him sign anything. He did not tell me that I put a curse on him. Here's another one they made. Josh Klein. They signed 
Oh my God, that is a former Patriot. Where was yep. he? Where was he palling around for a while? Oh, the Texans, which yes. are the other. The the, the 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 AFC South is just slowly becoming like the a Patriots outpost. Yep. Here, go here. Yeah, no. Next, uh, whoever runs. Josh McDaniels is almost the coach of the Colts. Yeah. This would have This is lining up really. <laughs> Darn it, Josh! You you're gonna have three of the four teams in the NFC South just be Patriot outposts. Oh my God. Damn it, Josh. Yep. Oh my God. And you know that Josh would have brought in a bunch of Patriots. Oh yeah. And then you look at the Jaguars that... being the one team is like, yeah, we're not just gonna try to be like a bad version of the Patriots. Yeah, no. Oh. We're pretty good with doing our own. We got Tom Coughlin. We got the antithesis. Yep. But yes. Anyway, I don't want to talk about moves I don't like. The only uh, moves I don't like, uh, Sam Bradford, dumb contract. Any moves you don't like, rapid fire. Not that I can think of. Cool. And it's that special time of day again <laughs> when I bid you all adieu. You've been listening to Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley. Thank you to Comrade North for joining me. You are welcome on the program anytime. This has gone very well for a man making his debut on Thank you for having me. Public College Radio. The Stadium Experience will be back next week, 4 to 6 p.m., as it is every week, on 90.7 WXIN, on the official Mike Kane Memorial live stream. Don't know what I'll be talking about. Hopefully we'll have moves to talk about when the Patriots sign... I'm uh, guessing that are non-special teamers? Hopefully. <laughs> or at least, like players with the versatility to play special right. teams but anywho we'll be back next week right here same time same place i'll be uploading this to soundcloud y'all know the drill go out find jordy nelson drive him to the stadium hold him in a in a body bag i don't know what you got to do so that's it that's the show bye